Hello and welcome to EmitCast. My name is Thomas, a second year medical student at OHSU, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today I'm going to talk with three special guests, all of whom worked as emergency room RNs before getting into medical school. Before I started medical school, I also worked as an RN for six years, mostly in the emergency setting. While being an RN is definitely not a prerequisite for med school, I think hearing a little bit about our guests' work experiences and unique perspectives on med school is really valuable especially with emergency med backgrounds. And with that, let's get started. All right, so we're here with our first guest today, um, Kristen McClellan. Do you wanna go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure, Um, so I'm Kristen, I am 31 years old, I'm a medical student um, in my third year, and I used to be a nurse. I worked for about four years um, as an ER nurse before this. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Um, I guess the big question that you probably had a lot of times, but I, I think would be great for you to share with the folks here is, well, how'd you end up going to med school? Yeah, it's a great question. I think a lot of people are very curious about that. Um, I, When I went to undergrad, I initially was pre-med and I really wanted to go to medical school. And kind of throughout that process of schooling and everything. I did finish all my prerequisites and everything, um, but I realized I wasn't necessarily ready for like the commitment of Mm -hmm. um, just the timing and amount of training that you have to do. And so I felt like I had a lot more adventures that I wanted to do in life. And so I still knew I wanted to be in healthcare and in that process decided to to go to nursing school because I felt like that would be a great balance of the two things. Mm Yeah, totally. Um, was there a point during nursing where you thought, hey, maybe I should just stay with nursing and kind of had doubts about going to medical school? Or were you always thinking, I'm just going to go straight through to, to medical school? Yeah, I, I really had an open mind for nursing. I was like, if mm-hmm. I love doing this, I will definitely stay mm-hmm. with it. And I also thought maybe I would love to do nurse practitioner or CRNA or something like that. So I really liked all the opportunities Mm -hmm. that were available to it as well. So I I guess I didn't have that idea that I would necessarily use it as like a stepping stone to medical school or anything like that. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. Now that you're here in medical school um, in your third year, um, is that correct? Yep. Third year? Third year. Right on. Um, What's kind of your biggest surprise or uh, what's, what's something you didn't expect that you now are experiencing? Uh, I think the thing that has surprised me the most is I I think in my head I made medical school out to be this really impossible task like it would be just too hard to do and I haven't found it to be much harder than nursing school to be honest Um, it's the same amount of um, time and intensive training and that kind of thing it's just you're focusing on different things and I I think with medical school you're also just covering more in the amount of time of your training because I did an accelerated nursing program and so that's you know 16 months to get your RN BSN and um, yeah the medical schools just the training is longer so I think that was the main thing that surprised me and just how how different the focuses are uh, you just going through didactics and everything, you're really focusing on a lot of basic science as well as kind of rare diseases and that kind of thing that I'd never heard of um, through my nursing training. And so I think those are the main differences. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
you've had all those years working directly with doctors in the emergency setting and what what um what what's kind of your big takeaway that you could share with our listeners about what makes a good doctor and conversely like what makes a not so great doctor sure i think in terms of when you're talking about the relationship with nurses i think what makes a good doctor is someone who really listens to the nurse's input um, these are the people who are at bedside who are noticing the tiny changes in patients and they're also finding out more details about maybe past medical history or family history, social history, that kind of thing. And so their input is very valuable. And so if they're telling you that, um, just listening and respecting that. Um, and then I also think uh, just, I don't know, in every field, there's always difficult people, no matter what job you have or what you do. And I think it's very easy to get in the like nurses versus doctors battle. Um, and I just don't think that's productive for people. Um, I think it's just so important to respect nurses, respect the profession, and um, just work as a team. Like that's just the basic end of the day. What's gonna help our patient most is working as an effective team. Yeah. And not kind of perpetuating the like, well, this one time, you know, this nurse did this and I don't know, I, I just don't like that. And same for nurses talking about physicians as well. I think it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, that's about it for my questions. Um, thank you for joining us today on EmailCast and yeah, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so my name is Alex Sievert. I'm also a student at OHSU. Um, and before med school, I did nursing for six years. My first two years, I was on a bone marrow transplant unit. Um, and there I became interested in intensive care because our patients didn't leave the unit. They, if they were on CRT or on vents, they would stay um, for infection reasons. Um, so I became interested in ICU. I moved to Colorado at that time and then started working in an ICU float position um, in Denver and did that for two years. And then that drew me down to the ED because they started needing people to float to the ED, essentially. They were always short. So at first it was like, oh, can you go down and help with transports and IVs and random stuff like that? Um, and the more I was down there, I just found it really interesting. At that point, I knew I wanted to go back to med school um, and I wanted to kind of diversify what I was seeing from um, the ICU floating stuff. So I transferred to the ED and I spent my last two years of nursing there, um, just trying to kind of figure out all the ED stuff, which was brand new to me. Um, we kind of briefly talked about it earlier, but things that I had never seen, despite having worked in intensive care, were like somebody being sutured or a fracture being dealt with or somebody's eyes being irrigated. Um, just sort of simple uh, things that I was like, I actually have no idea what to do in this situation. So yeah, um, yeah it, was a, it was a learning curve, but it was really fun. Um, and I think it prepares you to uh, kind of anticipate and expect, uh, expect nothing, anticipate anything and uh, yeah, that's a good kind of mentality to approach med school with, so I'm glad I did it right beforehand. Yeah, definitely. I was wondering about what, what kind of ways do you feel like on whether doing rotations or, or even mm -hmm. before that, um, what ways have you felt like nursing background has helped you out? Um, I think a lot of ways. I, I think definitely in the pre-clinical curriculum it was less helpful um, than like if I had come from a strong science background. Um, 
I think that would have been to my advantage. So I had really just the post back behind me. So all this crazy like biochemistry and genetics and blah, 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 blah. It's interesting, but it was definitely a little bit more of a climb for me, I think, than some other students, especially if they had just come out of like a four-year program learning stuff like that and doing research in areas like that. Um, but I think um, now that I'm in the clinical phase, it's really helpful um, in just like innumerable ways. Some obvious ways that I would think of are just, I think, basic comfort with and around patients and kind of knowing how to navigate the encounter in a way that makes the patient feel I think you learn this very well in the ER um, like you have to immediately build a relationship with the patient um, so that's going to apply to almost any setting and the faster that you can build that relationship the better um, and I think ER nurses are good at that um, I think it helps with sort of procedural things and comfort because you've stuck things in people's bodies before and you you know have learned not to have a shaky hand and just basic things like that. I think it helps with knowing the language, knowing the drugs I, is something that I know is like hard for a lot of people, um, very reasonably so, but just having some basic familiarity from nursing with like, oh yeah, that's that drug, it's for this, this is the brand name, whatever, I've heard it before, I've used it yeah. before, um, is really helpful. Um, as well as the like common disease processes, of course, like that you've seen the workup for a million times. Um, and honestly, just I think scribes have this benefit too, but just having read like a million charts, reading and figuring mm-hmm. out what's going on, um, even if you don't fully understand it when you're reading the note, you've, you've kind of learned the language a little bit. Um, yeah. So you don't have those hurdles as much. I think I'm like blown away by med students who don't have clinical background or, and are able to do it because they, they can do it too. They can learn that language so quickly. Um, but I'm just grateful that I didn't have to like surmount this crazy vocabulary and way of talking about things, um, to the same degree, I think. With all your fantastic experience as a nurse, Mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give to some of our listeners that are wanting to go into emergency care as far as what makes a great doctor or maybe some things they could avoid doing so that they're not rubbing the nursing staff the wrong way or just basically how to become more efficient ER doc when they get out there to residency and beyond um, I would say the biggest thing, I, I feel like the ER docs that I worked with were lar- large part phenomenal, don't have like any outstanding complaints. Um, but there are things that I think could be, and the ER is all about efficiency and dispo. And there are things that I think could have been more efficient on the physician's end um, as far as just sort of commu- basic communication of like, hey, this is like what I'm thinking. If you go and see a patient in room A, and the nurse is sitting right there at the desk and or in a different room and not with you and you come out of the room it's nice to before you put in the orders go over to the nurse and kind of say what your thought process is um this is what i'm worried about this is what i'm ordering these are the things i want to prioritize right away that's mm-hmm. super super helpful that goes a really long way um and it happens pretty rarely in my experience that that like level of communication is there so then on top of, I mean, like nursing is just a busy job. You're especially in the ER. You're like bopping in and out of rooms and off to CAT scan and this and that way. Um, and it's really fun. But like on top of that, to have to like hunt down doctors because they don't answer their phones in person, find what room they're in, and be like, "Hey, can I ask about this patient?" Um, just makes everything go slower. Um, yeah. So I think that is really helpful. Um, just kind of communicating what you're thinking or if things change um you know we're the face to the patient a lot of the times and we spend more time typically in their rooms that's a little bit different in the er i think physicians spend a lot of time with patients in the er compared to um inpatient but um 
if the patient's obviously, you know, agitated, upset, whatever, there's been some delay and it hasn't been communicated, I might not know what's going on with that patient's disposition, you know, unless you tell me, hey, I'm waiting on hearing back from this mental health facility or that, you know, consult service or whatever. Um, But if you kind of communicate to me what you're waiting on for that patient, if they've been here a weird amount of time, um, then I can kind of save face and do the customer service thing with the patient a little bit easier than being like, I don't really know. Let me find the doctor. There's so many moments that are like, I don't know. Let me find the doctor. And it's, it's exhausting. It shows that you didn't communicate to the patient. Um, and it reminds me that you didn't communicate to me either. So, um, I think that goes a really long way. And I, I would say, that does you a favor ultimately because you're able to turn around patients faster and see more patients which will help in your learning it will help in your revenue stream later in life if you want to think about it that way um it will help in just your your general anxiety about patients sitting in the department like lumps on a log if you make it a little bit more of a team effort to to keep the flow moving yeah definitely yeah some other things i would say i think that would help a med student who's interested in em or or whoever wants to eventually be an ER doctor is just kind of like systems familiarity with how do things work? What is the secretary's job like? What is patient flow like? How do patients get upstairs? How do patients come in from EMS? What are the rules and barriers? How does front desk triage work? Where are things on the unit? It's crazy. I mean, I don't mind getting things for physicians at all and kind of setting up rooms for procedures, stuff like that. Don't mind it at all if I have time, but it's wild how many physicians didn't have any clue what supply closets had what Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that they would use all the time, you know? And it's like, what are you going to do if, you know, I get shot in the head and, and, or there's like some, Uh you know, carbon monoxide leak or something and you're the only person left standing, like you've got to kind of figure this out. Yeah. Um, So I think that should be a priority, just kind of basic familiarity with the way that things work wherever Mm -hmm. you are, which is like really, really hard as a student, especially if you're on an away sub-I or something. I don't think that that's super expected of you, but once you're somewhere for good, for a job or for residency, um, I think it it shows a lot to your sort of support staff, whether that's techs in the emergency department or nurses, to be like, I am going to do a pelvic on this patient. I grabbed all the supplies. Don't worry about it. I just need a chaperone. That's really helpful. Yeah. You know, that, that like, to me shows that you're trying to also make things as efficient mm-hmm. as possible and, and be part of the team. And you don't see that as one person's given responsibility or the other person's. Um, yeah, I think that's the advice I'd give probably. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I share that same mm-hmm. same perspective. And I, and I felt like I'd see it too with nursing even with they call into tech to do take someone to the oh, bathroom yeah, yeah. or to put on some you know a sling or something and it's like these aren't complicated things right and, and by the time you track the person down and ask them to do it you could have done it and yeah, everything definitely. would have been moving along that much quicker yeah and so it's yeah but yeah i like the advice well thank you thanks for yeah, sharing your experience yeah, no and your thoughts um any last comments before we go Um, I don't think so. I'm excited to see how the episode turns out and what other people have to say. It'll be interesting if there's like... Alright, welcome to EmaCast. My guest here is Margaret Zimmerman. Um, Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, so I am a current second year medical student at OHSU. And before coming to medical school, I was a nurse for five years. And uh, I went to nursing school at the University of Hawaii. That was 
after I did my undergrad at UC Santa Barbara, so I've had many years of school. Um, as a nurse, I worked in med surge for a year in Tennessee, and I did some global work in the South Pacific in a bunch of different island nations. And I also did some global health work in Haiti. And then right before medical school, I worked as an emergency room nurse in Manhattan. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. That's uh, a lot of good experience. (laughs) Lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I guess like to start off with asking how you ended up here in med school. Um, Like, was that something kind of part of your career plan all along? Or was it something kind of developed out of your experience as a nurse? Yeah. So when I was in high school, I took an anatomy course when I was a senior and absolutely fell in love with it and was also volunteering at the hospital and loved my time at the hospital. So I thought that meant that I was destined for a medical field. Uh, so as an undergrad, that was my intention was to do biology and then go straight into medical school. Um, but I hated my pre-med courses. First year I was in gen chem and calculus and I was not inspired at all absolutely detested them and I wanted to do so many other things so I veered off that course and then came back to medicine after undergrad and um, took another look at the prereqs and was like oh my god I don't want to do this for two years I don't want to do organic chemistry I don't want to do calculus I don't want to do physics Um, and I also wasn't positive that medicine was right for me. I didn't know. Um, So I thought nursing was a really great route to explore that and to also have room for other things in life that I enjoy. Like I love traveling, being outside, being active. Um, So nursing it was. And um, through nursing, I found that I really loved being in the hospital, being with patients, having... um, I say in care and being able to be with people during their journey. And um, so from nursing, how I made the jump to decide to leave that to come to medicine was I was living in Haiti for a year and I was doing research there and was really thinking about what's my next move uh, in nursing because I, I wanted more of a say than a registered nurse. I wanted to be in the room making decisions rather than just carrying out some of the orders of physicians. And I thought uh, midwifery was the route for me. I loved working with women. I love the magic around pregnancy and birth. And I think it's so incredible. And um, so I thought I thought a lot about midwifery, but I just couldn't get over the, the restriction and skill that sometimes exists between midwives and OB-GYNs. Mm-hmm. And that knowing that I wouldn't be able to intervene in an emergency, um, to do like a cesarean section that I wouldn't have surgical skills. That was a big, a big point for me and something I couldn't get over. So I just said, let's go for it. Yeah. 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 What a journey. (laughs) Yes. Um, and I just was thinking back to the first part we were talking about the, all those classes and not being that excited about them and can totally relate. Yeah. I still had to do them. Yeah. Yeah, Still had to do them. But (laughs) I I think it helps though knowing why you're doing it and wanting it, wanting it badly enough to say, I'm, I'll go through them. I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to learn about pH when I had no idea of how that is important to the body. It was like, oh, this means nothing to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm great. I don't know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you obviously have a lot of valuable experience working with docs, um, emergency experience, but then obviously a lot of um, experience working abroad, different hospital settings. Um, with all that experience, I was curious about what kind of advice you'd have to other med students about mm-hmm. what makes a good doctor to you or what doesn't make such a good doc. Um. I always really appreciated the doctors who talked to the nurses Mm -hmm. to tell them about what's going on, what their plan is, because sometimes the chart can can read something different, or at least that's what that what I experienced is even if I would try to go through the chart and figure out what the plan was, sometimes that could be different than like what's actually happening that day, whether it's because like it's just not expressed very clearly in the chart or like things are like everything's a moving part. So things Mm -hmm. are changing. So I always really appreciated doctors who are really good about communication. Um, Also, I always loved to round with the teams uh, when they're around. I know it happens in most ICUs. um, But when I was working med surge, uh, the place where I was working, that wasn't very common. So I'd be like running after the teams, like, I'm the nurse for that room. Like, wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, they're like, oh, great. The nurse is joining us. I'm like, yes, I would like to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, And I think that's that's probably good for patient care. I don't think anyone would try to argue something differently. So those are things that that I always appreciated and that I want to make sure that I'm able to do as a Mm -hmm. physician. So, yeah. 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 No, that reminds me of the the constant struggle especially in the in the ed where mm. the patient would ask you a question and mm-hmm. you'd give them a partial answer and then the doc would go tell them something different but you're never in the same you never were in the room at the same time and so there's a lot of like back and forth communication that yeah it just it's like yeah so it <laughs> helped when like you actually talked with the provider yeah. and we're on the same page yeah and then the patient appreciated it and mm-hmm. you appreciated it and mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> made a lot more sense i really liked the ed because we actually like, sat where i worked we sat in teams with the residents and the physicians like the uh-huh. nurses we all sat together so we could talk about patients mm-hmm. um that was really helpful yeah no yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah awesome yeah well thanks for sharing your experience and thoughts and um yeah we'll see you next time yeah thank you All right, that does it for the interviews. My big takeaway after chatting with all our guests is that if you want to be a successful ED doc, good communication with their nursing colleagues will go a long way, as well as improve patient care. This is something I always appreciate as an RN, and it sounds like I'm not the only one. I'd like to thank our guests, Kristen, Margaret, and Alex, once again for taking the time to share their stories with the cast. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening.